sometimes it's really freaking easy to understand how you could get to the point where you'd want to say, no, absolutely not. You are absolutely not going to a ball tonight. I'm not buying you a ball gown. I'm not renting you a limo. (laughs) You won't even unload the dishwasher. (laughs) Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I am your host, Brittany Lynch, back for part two of an episode that we have gotten a lot of great feedback on so far. Uh, I am super happy and touched and grateful to hear that part one of this episode has been so impactful and powerful for so many amazing stepmoms just like you my favorite people in the whole entire world friends don't let friends stepmom alone friends don't let friends stepmom alone you're never alone we've got you we've got you anyway welcome back to part two where I have been answering or starting to speak to this niggling old question that is pretty much woven into the fabric of stepmotherhood. And that question is, why are stepmoms so often seen as wicked? Why are we called wicked? Why are we afraid of being called wicked? And what makes a wicked stepmom wicked? If you've already listened to part one, then you will know what inspired this episode from a really personal place. If you haven't tuned into part one yet, then just zip on back just one episode and catch up on that one, episode 74, uh, before you sink your teeth into today's. It'll give you some more context. It'll help set the stage for the episode that we're going to be talking about today uh, and hopefully draw some awareness to some things if those things are present in your reality right now. So in part two, today is part two, in part two I'm going to continue to explore why is this narrative of stepmoms being terrible so pervasive? Why is this stigma, because that's what it is, really, it's a stigma. Why is this stigma that stepmoms live under so shameful? Like, why are we ashamed to say, I'm a stepmom? Why are we ashamed to introduce ourselves as the kid's stepmom? Why are we afraid to introduce the kids as our stepkids? Why is it that there's this whole subculture of stepmoms who've decided that they needed to differentiate themselves from the wicked type of stepmom and they call themselves bonus moms instead? 
Like, why is the step term so disgraceful, so cringeworthy? Why do we shy away from step? If we, if we, you and I, and all of our friends around the world are going to change this narrative around stepmoms being evil, then we're going to have to take a look at and know exactly what it is that makes a wicked stepmom wicked. Because if we don't know what we're doing, if we don't know what is controlling the narrative, then we can't be consciously aware of it to change it if it needs changing. Now, I cannot tell you the number of times that I've started working with stepmoms who've basically dug themselves into these really deep, dark holes because they have been trying really hard not to be seen as the wicked stepmom. I've heard from so many people, I had a stepmom growing up and she was awful to me. I had a stepmom growing up. She was terrible. I had a stepmom growing up. She was wicked. I don't want to be anything like her. Or I just, I know what they say in the fairy tales, right? I don't want to be seen as this wicked stepmom. So on the contrary, what so many of these women have ended up doing with the intention of not being seen as wicked is that they have essentially sold themselves out. And I I mean, I say that with nothing but love and compassion and I should probably choose better words than sell out because it doesn't that doesn't feel like it fits. It was just the first thing that popped in my head. What I mean is that so many stepmoms really have a way of losing themselves in this dynamic by trying not to become wicked, by trying not to be perceived as someone who is wicked or evil or whatever. And it's my job and responsibility as your coach, as your mentor, as your guide, as your counselor to call these patterns out because I see these patterns day in and day out that keep stepmoms feeling trapped or feeling unfulfilled or feeling resentful or giving more than they can give or all of this, all of these things that end up leading so many women to my virtual doorstep. And I I say this, I bring this up because I watch this community of women who I love so much and I fight for you day in and day out. And I watch time and time and time and time and time again as so many stepmoms burn themselves out completely. They get totally taken advantage of by their spouses. They get totally taken advantage of by their stepkids and their stepkids' other parent. And I watch women who once had these huge hopes and dreams and aspirations, put their own lives, their own personal fulfillment on the back burner because they have the biggest hearts and the best of intentions And all they want is to prove to their stepfamilies like, hey, look at me. I do belong here. Can't you see how much I do for you? 
Can't you see how much I've sacrificed for you? Can't you see how much I want to be a part of your family? See me, hear me, love me. So what starts off as being really well intended, what starts off as as hoping to win the affection and acceptance of a family that already existed before you knew them. It can, and for a lot of us stepmoms, it really does end up turning into a really unfortunate story of self-sacrifice and patterns that get really, really, really hard to change once they've been established. So what do I mean by that? For example, if you started off with the intention of like, oh, okay, I really want to win over my stepdaughter. I'm going to prove to her that I care about her. I care about her best interests. I'm going to do everything in my power to bond with her. And that turns into some sort of self-sacrificing-ish behaviors. Like every time she asks you for something, you say yes even when you want to say no, because you want to get on her good side. You want to win her over. And so eventually this can create a pattern where she knows she can come to you for a yes answer all the time. And this pattern, even though you've grown to absolutely detest it and despise it, and you've become super resentful because you feel like you're being taken advantage of and totally unappreciated, there's still this underlying fear right? Of like, if if you disrupt this pattern, then the bond you've been working so hard at, it might be ruined. It'll change the dynamic of your relationship and it's just not worth the risk to do that. So instead of reestablishing the pattern, that might start to look like maybe you're making snarky remarks about how ungrateful she is to your partner. Maybe that looks like venting to your friends and your family about how this girl has no regard for your time and you give an inch and she takes a mile and da 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 da. And I, like, trust me, I get it because I have the insider view, right? I'm up here on the inside with you. But to others looking in, on the outside looking in, that would be the sort of behavior that could potentially classify a stepmom as the wicked kind of stepmom, right? I'm not saying it's fair and I'm not saying your frustrations wouldn't be warranted and justified because like obviously, right? And that's why today's episode is a little bit of a paradox because something I've noticed is that in this really well-intended quest that a lot of stepmoms start off on, this quest of not being seen as, not being lumped in, with or painted as or mistaken as the wicked stepmom. What tends to end up happening is that a lot of women will start to take on kind of people pleasing or appeasing or conflict avoidant tendencies. And so by acting in ways that are out of alignment with who you really are, and what you really want by getting into habits of self-sacrifice, by trying really hard to avoid conflict and avoid being seen as the bad guy, 
because society and culture has us terrified to be seen as wicked, what starts happening is that since you've maybe been doing all these things that you didn't really want to do in the first place, or walking on eggshells to keep the peace, or suppressing your own morals and values and ethics, the irony of this whole thing is this persona that so many stepmoms try to avoid taking on ends up poking through because there's only so long that somebody can fake it. There's only so long that somebody can sell themselves out at the expense of other people. Now, again, I know that it's that language kind of feels yucky and I have to follow up with a disclaimer here. I'm behind the scenes with all of you. I'm at rehearsal with all of you. I'm behind the curtain with all of you. I know what goes on. I know how much you give. I know how, how much it feels like you're being taken advantage of. And I know it's so much more complex than that. And there's so many more layers to it than, oh, that wicked old stepmom, she's just a biznatch. So let's face it. We have, to, we have to look at what our reality is. And our reality as stepmoms is that we are under the microscope all the dang time in this role. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room. We don't have a big margin of error to muck around in and make mistakes in because the expectations of stepmoms are mostly completely unrealistic. And if I'm being frank, they're also a bunch of bullshit, right? Like you've got to figure out how to be nice, but not too nice or the kids will think you're being a phony. Don't be a pushover. But also what are you doing being so firm with those kids those aren't your kids. How dare you be so firm with them? Don't be so jealous. Get over it. But also, you're never going to guess what she said about you. Like, we can't win. It's enough to drive a gal nuts. So, as much as I wish this wasn't the truth, I've seen it so many times now that I have to bring some awareness to it because I love you so much and I don't want you to suffer if you don't have to. And that truth is this, the, the wicked stepmom makes this mistake of trying so hard not to be seen as wicked. Doing things like saying yes when she wants to say no, avoiding conflict, doing all these things for all these people, getting no appreciation in return, saying it's no big deal when her spouse takes on extra parenting time without talking to her first. Just try not to rock the boat, yeah? But the problem with that, the consequences of that, that I see time and time and time again, is that eventually, because one person can only take so much, eventually she becomes resentful and withdrawn and angry. And worst of all, 
what makes me the saddest of all is that she tends to lose herself in the process. And if you were to zoom out on that for just a second and ask yourself the question, why do other people see stepmoms as wicked? For me anyway, the thing that pops into my mind instantly is like the classic wicked stepmom tale of Cinderella, right? Cinderella's stepmom is jealous of Cinderella. She's spiteful toward her. She makes her do all these chores. She favors her own children, da, 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 da. So I started thinking, you know, what if, what if Cinderella's stepmom actually started out as a really well-intended woman? Like what if she made this fatal error of the wicked stepmom, the unintentional wicked stepmom, where she started out, for example, by not communicating to her spouse that she wanted some more quality time, just as a couple, just couple quality time, no kids. Because when you're well-intended, you don't want your spouse to think like, oh, she doesn't want the kids around or oh, she doesn't think I'm doing a good enough job with my time management and how much more could I possibly be giving to these people? Like, Don't they realize how hard it is to be me? We don't want our spouses to feel like that. So instead of communicating this need for more quality time with her spouse out of fear of how her spouse will react, maybe she just keeps her mouth shut. And since her spouse has no idea her spouse happily takes on extra parenting time and schedules more activities, happily goes on more outings with little Cinderella. And then before you know it, there's that familiar little green goblin called Jealousy poking up over her shoulder. See how that happens? Unintentionally, with good intentions. And like, let's talk about the chores, okay? Because the chores, the chores are the hallmark of a wicked stepmom. So imagine, imagine Cinderella's stepmom. She lives in 2022 with us. We just went for coffee last week and she's trying really hard not to be the wicked stepmom. And she's just entered into the lies of her new spouse and her new stepdaughter and her spouse expects a clean house, but doesn't really help out a whole lot. And Stepmom wants to show her love by creating a home that her spouse wants to be at because obviously she wants to live this beautiful life together. So stepmom takes on all these responsibilities. She becomes the maid and the chef and the wife and the companion who never loses her temper and never gets angry and somehow seems not to have any needs at all so as not to inconvenience anyone. But under the surface, under the surface, there's a river of resentment, hot, angry resentment flowing through her veins. And maybe once in a while, as sweetly as she can, even though she's fed right up to here, her tolerance is getting shorter and shorter and shorter by the day. Maybe she asks her stepkids to stop screaming so bloody loudly or to unload the dishwasher for once or to say thank you. Maybe show some gratitude for a change. And when and if that doesn't happen, man, sometimes 
it's really freaking easy to understand how you could get to the point where you'd want to say, no, absolutely not. You are absolutely not going to a ball tonight. I'm not buying you a ball gown. I'm not renting you a limo. (laughs) You won't even unload the dishwasher. (laughs) Like, I don't know about you, but my stepson just turned 14. And when I ask him to unload the dishwasher, you would literally think that I told him to scrape the gum off the bottoms of a hundred desks with his teeth. (laughs) So when I get an eye roll or a straight up no, right? Sometimes he just says no. (laughs) I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. If he asked me right after that to give him 20 bucks and get him an Uber to go uptown for lunch with his friends, you best believe me and Cinderella's stepmom are going to have some things in common, okay? (laughs) Call your fairy godmother because I'm not fucking buying you an Uber. (laughs) The, the, The truth the hard truth, the uncomfortable truth that I want to share with you today is that the more that you try to make everybody else's lives comfortable at the expense of your own comfort, and the more that you try to make everyone else's lives easy while making your life exponentially more difficult, the more that you make the needs of everyone else in your stepfamily more important than your own needs, you're basically putting yourself at risk of becoming wicked. You're putting yourself at risk of becoming that thing you're trying so hard and making so many sacrifices to avoid becoming. And why is that? There is a part of you, okay? Some might call your higher self. Some might call it alignment. Some might call it your authentic being, your spirit, your soul, your divine connection, whatever it is that you choose to call it. There's a part of you that is essentially your true essence, part of you that is you in your purest, highest, most authentic form. And this part of you is connected to everyone and everything else. This part that's pure love and goodness. And that part of you is waiting for you to realize it and to align with it and peel back these onion layers that you think are protecting you but are really keeping you further away from who you really are. And this is the work, my friend. This is the work. Trusting yourself enough to let other people have their own human experiences and to feel their own discomforts and to learn their own lessons while at the same time developing your self-awareness to know When are you acting in alignment with who you really are instead of making choices that influence the way other people perceive you? Developing your own self-awareness to realize why you make choices that feel like they're keeping you safe but are actually making you miserable. So that's why, on the other hand, I've noticed that stepmoms who've found their strides 
who feel confident and peaceful and happy in their blended dynamics, they've got something in common. Success leaves clues, yeah? And this thing that they have in common is that they're not trying to be anything. More specifically, probably to this episode, they're not trying not to be anything, not to be seen as anything. So this happy stepmom, this authentically fulfilled stepmom who's in alignment with her higher self, she's got no interest in trying not to be wicked. Why? Because she already freaking knows that she's not. She knows something that most people, maybe even you, have forgotten. And that is that you were not given the gift of this lifetime in order to spend it trying to convince anyone that you're a good person or that you have good intentions or that you belong or that you're trying your best. Because when you're aligned with who you really are, when you're working from the place of what feels good to your soul, when you trust yourself to make decisions that are for your highest good, then you will trust with everything inside of you that your time and your energy are too precious to be wasting on anything that doesn't create more expansion and health and wealth and happiness in your life. You will know that you were born with gifts that this world needs and that for as long as you're spending your time and your energy trying to make sure that other people feel comfortable and make sure that other people think you're a nice person and make sure that other people don't think you're wicked, For every ounce of energy that you pour into controlling the opinions of other people, that's one ounce of energy less that you have to pour into the people and places and things that make you feel good. And uh, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) So I'm going to leave you with, with a couple of questions to consider. You can journal on them. You can meditate on them. You can ponder them in the bathtub. And that is this, that is this, that are these, that are those, that is this, whatever the grammar is here. If you've got a pen handy and you're not driving, I have two questions for you. The first question is this, if today you stopped worrying about what other people think about and say about you and you stopped spending time trying to convince other people to like you or value you or appreciate you, how much time would you get back in a day, in a week, in a year? And like actually think about that and narrow it down to like a time value. Like I'd get seven minutes back in a day. (laughs) For me, I'd get way more than seven minutes. How many minutes or hours would you get back in a week, in a year? Come get as specific as you can with like an actual measurement of time. And then once you have that measurement of time, ask yourself the question, what could your life look like a year from today if you had all of those hours back to invest in your gifts? in your hopes, in your dreams. And you know what? You might find it really hard to answer these questions. 
Because if you're like most stepmoms, then you might be realizing it's been a really long effing time since you even allowed yourself to dream into a future that didn't involve struggle or martyrdom or self-sacrifice. There's so many layers underneath that, right? There's so many reasons why women especially choose paths of suffering and self-sacrifice. But if you're finding it really hard to answer these questions of like, what even are your gifts? What were you put here to do? In addition to being someone's partner and stepmom, what else were you put here to do? And you might also find this question really easy. You might be having this super loud intuitive hit right now that's like basically screaming in your ear like, hey, remember you said we were going to get our masters or remember you said we were going to start taking pottery classes or hey, remember when you said we were going to go backpacking in South America? (laughs) If you had all of those hours back, what would you do with those hours? And this is the work. Like, do not skip this. This is the work. This is the work of cultivating self-awareness and self-awareness inevitably, inevitably opens up entire realms of possibility for you. And when entire realms of possibility open up for you, then guess what? By default, the people who you love and want to share your life with are going to be positively impacted by your glow up. There's no doubt in my mind that everything you've done for your spouse and your stepkids and probably even their other parent has been with the best of intentions in order to make their lives better in some capacity. And isn't it time that you felt completely and entirely validated and appreciated for all the love and wisdom and energy that you pour into everyone else? When's the last time that you just allowed yourself to receive, to receive love, to receive help, to receive guidance, to receive intuitive hits. And I mean, receive, really receive, really settle into the energy of receiving without feeling guilty, without feeling like you needed to return the favor, without turning it into a game of like tit for tat. You're so fucking deserving of everything amazing and beautiful and easy and flowing and spacious in this lifetime. You are so fucking deserving of an even better life. Get it, girl. I'm rooting for you. You don't have to do it alone. There's a whole community. There's a whole community of us waiting for you to welcome you in and show you that you don't ever have to do this darn hard stepmom thing alone ever, 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 ever again. Thanks for tuning in to part two. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what came up for you in your questions. I want to know, what would you do if you got that time back? What would you direct that time? What would you direct that energy to if you got to take it back, if you got to reclaim it? What amazing things would you be doing with your life if you weren't trying to convince people of something you already know is true? And that is that you have a huge heart and wonderful intentions and that you would do anything for the people that you loved. 
what would you do if you put you first? I wanted to let you know about a special online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time. It's called Peace, Love, Stepmom. And not to toot my own horn, but beep, beep, it's pretty freaking awesome. Peace, Love, Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace Love Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. For more behind the scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM, tag me in your posts, tag me in your stories. Let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better and Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend.